booster for your morning. All the news you need to know. It's the WABC Early News on 77 WABC. Welcome to the 77 WABC Early News. I'm Deborah Valentine with your news, sports, business, traffic, and weather. Here's everything you need to know. The top five at five. Tracy McCarter, say her name. Manhattan's controversial DA asks a judge to drop murder charges against a New York City woman. Guilty plea to 10 murder charges from the shooter in the Buffalo supermarket massacre. The worst unrest in communist China in decades spreads to Hong Kong with calls for China's leader Xi Jinping to step down. The daughter, Hunter Biden, allegedly fathered out of wedlock with a stripper left out of a White House Christmas display. Inflation factors increasing Christmas tree prices by as much as 20 percent or more this holiday season. A New York City judge is considering dropping charges against a woman accused of killing her estranged husband. Judge Diane Kiesel said Monday she needs more time to make a decision on whether or not to dismiss murder charges against Tracy McCarter. The possible dismissal comes after Manhattan District Attorney Alvin Bragg personally appeared in court. McCarter says she stabbed her husband, James Murray, in self-defense during an altercation at her Upper West Side apartment in 2020. Supporters held a rally last month in support of the nurse, mother, and grandmother. They say charges against McCarter should be dismissed because she is a victim of domestic violence. Brooklyn Law School professor Jocelyn Simonson, who has spoken out in support of McCarter, spoke to reporters. It's a pretty extraordinary thing for a DA to file a request for a judge to dismiss an indictment, let alone a murder indictment. Um, And he's stuck to his guns. Judge Kiesel said she will rule on the case by the end of the week. A guilty plea on Monday from the shooter in the massacre at a Buffalo, New York supermarket. Peyton Gendron pleaded guilty Monday to charges, 15 charges, separate charges, and the racist murders of 10 black people at Buffalo's top supermarket. A massacre he live streamed on the social media site Twitch via his helmet camera. Here's Erie County District Attorney John Flynn. The defendant planned and carried out a racially motivated attack fueled by white supremacist ideology, specifically targeting black people at the Topps supermarket. Of these 15 charges Gendron pleaded guilty to, they include domestic terrorism motivated by hate, murder, and attempted murder. He still faces more than two dozen federal charges, some of which carry the possibility of the death penalty. Gendron posted on social media about the racist replacement conspiracy theory. That's a white supremacist belief that non-whites will eventually replace white people because they have higher birth rates. Sparked by unrest in mainland China over zero COVID policies, students in neighboring the island of Hong Kong joined forces on Monday, calling for President Xi Jinping to resign. It's the biggest show of opposition to the ruling Communist Party since the Tiananmen Square protests and massacre back in 1989. On Monday, Chinese authorities eased some regulations following protests in nine cities, including Shanghai and Beijing. Expert Gordon Chang spoke about the protests on Cats at Night with 77 WABC owner and operator and host John Katsimatidis. Really right now, uh, China is unstable because people there um, have had enough of the Communist Party and they've had enough of Xi Jinping. 
Analysts expect authorities to quickly silence the dissent under China's zero COVID policy. The lockdowns confine people literally to their homes with residents unable to leave even for medical care or food. First Lady Jill Biden Monday unveiled this year's White House holiday decorations, announcing the theme as We the People. The values that unite us can be found all around you. A belief in possibility and optimism and unity. Room by room, we represent what brings us together during the holidays and throughout the year. Well, despite the theme of unity, the Bidens have chosen not to hang a stocking for the out-of-wedlock child of the president's son, Hunter. Republicans are promising to investigate his foreign business dealings as well. Hunter Biden's three-year-old daughter, Navy Jones Roberts, was born out of wedlock to a stripper and was reportedly not included in the festive display. The family reportedly has not met that child. The 51-year-old Hunter Biden initially denied he was the father of Navy because he said he had no recollection of meeting her mother, Arkansas native London Alexis Roberts. With inflation at 7.7 percent under the Biden White House, a survey of wholesale growers finds Christmas trees will cost an average of 16 percent or more this year. A survey by the Real Christmas Tree Board finds growers are passing along increases in things like gasoline, diesel and fertilizer prices. Kala Horner, a public relations coordinator for Yesteryear Farms in Mawa, New Jersey, spoke to Fox 5. So we are expecting Christmas trees to be a little bit more expensive just due to the cost of gas to get them delivered. The cost of labor has also gone up significantly, and then it's also scarce to get people to work. And some say that their markups will be 20 percent or more. Others say on average their price hikes will be between 5 and 15 percent. Well, U.S. Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer of New York turned to former President Donald Trump on Monday. Schumer criticizing Trump for dining last week with Kanye West, now known as Yay and white nationalist Nick Fuentes. Schumer called the dinner at Trump's Mar-a-Lago estate disgusting and dangerous, saying Trump was pure evil for hosting the sit-down. For a former president to sit down and have dinner with a high-profile anti-Semite is disgusting and dangerous. To give an anti-Semite even the smallest platform, much less an audience over dinner, is pure evil. Trump acknowledged Friday had invited West over for dinner, but insisted that Fuentes had shown up with the rapper unannounced. The White House also joined in the criticism Monday with Press Secretary Corinne Jean-Pierre saying, President Biden totally rejects bigotry, racism, anti-Semitism, and believes there is just no place for these types of vile forces in our society. Well, Mike Lindell announced Monday he is running for chair of the Republican National Committee. The noted election denier and Donald Trump ally is known as the MyPillow guy. He appeared on Steve Bannon's War Room podcast. I am 100 percent running for the RNC chairman against Ronna McDaniel. A hundred percent. I'm all in, Steve. And uh, one of the things that uh, one of the big donors said to me, he said, Mike, he said, everybody wants you to be head of the RNC some of them just don't know it yet. Lindell, under federal investigation, though, for election tampering, had his phone seized by the FBI back in September. He claimed he had been encouraged to seek the position by people across the country. Lindell has been lobbying threats to challenge RNC Chair Ronnie McDaniel since Republicans' underwhelming performance in the midterms. 
The 61-year-old Lindell accused McDaniel of failing as a leader and a spokesperson for McDaniel's re-election campaign when Reach for a Comment pointed out that 100 voting members of the RNC have already pledged to support her bid. President Joe Biden Monday asked Congress to intervene to try and prevent an economically crippling freight rail strike. House Speaker Nancy Pelosi immediately announced she will call a vote this week in response to Biden's request. For one, it will eliminate paid sick leave for some 115,000 workers involved in negotiations. Biden has given the freight rail industry and 12 of its unions months to try and negotiate a new contract. Back in September, the Biden administration reached a tentative deal with railroad unions. Here's what Biden said at that time. And this is a win for tens of thousands of rail workers and for their dignity and the dignity of their work. It's a recognition of that. A strike could begin as soon as December 9th, threatening to interrupt U.S. power and water supplies and devastate the broader economy. Heading into the holidays, Christmas and New Year's, for example, the pro-labor, pro-rail president said Monday that he saw no path to resolve the dispute at the bargaining table. The development came two months after Labor Secretary Marty Walsh held an all-night bargaining session at his agency's headquarters that produced a tentative deal. And since then, members of three of the 12 unions voted to reject that agreement. Well, the U.S. Senate Monday announced a bill to codify same-sex marriage protections, voting to end debate on an amendment that features religious liberty protections sought by Republicans. Senators ended up voting 61 to 35 to advance the amendment to the Respect for Marriage Act. Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer of New York. Both sides are continuing working together on an agreement to move this bill quickly through the chamber. I hope we can get it done with all due speed because millions of Americans deserve equal justice under the law and peace of mind knowing their right to marry the person they love is protected. According to the time agreement struck, votes on three amendments proposed by Senators Mike Lee of Utah, James Lankford of Oklahoma, and Marco Rubio of Florida will be held this afternoon. A vote on final passage expected to take place immediately following. The vote series will begin at 345 this afternoon. The New York Times and four European news organizations are calling on the U.S. government. They did so Monday to drop its espionage charges against Julian Assange. The WikiLeaks founder obtained and published classified diplomatic and military secrets. In a joint open letter, the publications said that the prosecution of Mr. Assange under the Espionage Act sets a dangerous precedent that threatens to undermine the First Amendment and the freedom of the press. Pentagon spokesperson John Kirby spoke about the letter during a press conference. If you go back and look at how the administration responded in 2012, and of course President Biden was then vice president at the time, uh, we would uh, would maintain that we – that what what we said at the time, what was said at the time, that uh, that those – that those – Leaks, those revelations in the public sphere were damaging to U.S. national security. Mr. Assange has been fighting extradition from Britain since his arrest there in 2019. He is also accused of participating in a hacking-related conspiracy. The letter notably did not urge the Justice Department to drop that aspect of the case, though it said that some of us are concerned about it, too. 77 WABC News Time coming up on 515. Let's head over to sports. Look at sports with Justin Hill.
Thank you, Deb. I am Justin Ellick here with your Tuesday morning early news sports update. Let's begin on the ice here. For the Devils and Rangers met at the Garden for a Metropolitan Division showdown. It was the Devils who widened the gap between their first place status and the Rangers now fifth place status with a 5-3 win on the road. After falling down a pair early in the first period, New Jersey would roar back with two of their own in the first before a beauty from Jack Hughes will give them a lead in the second. Finally, time to dwindling in the third. It was Igor Sharangovich who squandered the Rangers' hopes with the empty netter to seal the win. Here was the call that brought the Devs home, courtesy of MSGSN. Zibanejad takes it off the boards. Fox with 23 seconds. He is tied up by Tatar. Sharangovich ahead. Tatar back for Igor Sharangovich. And the Devils walk into MSG. After last night's result, there's now 14 full points that separate the Devils and Rangers in the Metropolitan Division standings. Both teams are off tonight, but we will have hockey in Philadelphia as the Islanders get set to pay the Flyers a visit. That puck will drop at 7.30 p.m. Eastern time. And on the hardwood now was Kevin Durant absolutely exploding on the Orlando Magic in Brooklyn last night as the superstar went for a season-high 45 points. And wrapped to the Nets 109 to 102 win. Sidekick Kyrie Irving backed KD up with 20 points of his own for on uh, nine for 17 from the field. And the Nets get back to 500 at 11 and 11 overall on the year. They'll enjoy the fruits of their labor during an off day today before welcoming in the Washington Wizards to town tomorrow night. As for the Knicks, they'll return to the floor tonight in Detroit against the Pistons. That tip is set for 7 p.m. And on the gridiron last night. Yeah, the Pittsburgh Steelers securing a 24-17 road victory over the Indianapolis Colts on Monday Night Football to wrap up Week 12 action. Here with the Early News Sports Update, I'm Justin Ellick on 77 WABC. And Lou Dobbs has your financial report. This is the 77 WABC Lou Dobbs Financial Report. Wall Street coming off a losing session yesterday. Investor concerns about COVID in China weighing on the market to begin the week. The Dow Jones Industrials yesterday down nearly 500 points. The S&P and the NASDAQ lower as well. All three major indexes on pace for monthly gains though. Apple has pulled most of its it's advertising from Twitter. Apple joins General Mills, Audi, and others who've cut ties with Twitter since Musk's takeover. The Twitter app is still available in the Apple Store for now. Musk hinted yesterday that could change. The November Consumer Confidence Report coming out today. Wall Street targeting another monthly decline. If that forecast were to hold, it would be the second consecutive monthly decline and the first time the index has fallen below 100 since July. Please join me several times each weekday right here. On 77 WABC, this is the Lou Dobbs Financial Report. Keep listening for more to 77 WABC for the Lou Dobbs Financial Report. Checking futures this morning. Everything's in the green. The Dow up just a point at 33,872. The S&P up six and three quarter points. The NASDAQ up 36 and three quarter points. Gold up $13.20 an ounce. Crude oil at $79.07 a barrel. That's up $1.83. The WABC Early News. Deborah Valentine with your 77 WABC Early News. News time 520. 
There's a new push out in Suffolk County to restrict exotic animals. 77 WABC's Bob Brown reports. Animal rights activist John D. Leonardo is proposing a ban on the use of exotic animals in traveling performances. We need to stop sloths from being brought to children's birthday parties. The proposed law was in part the result of complaints against Larry Wallach, who's been accused of taking sloths, which are similar to koalas, to people's homes. Wallach has argued they are legal to own in New York. His store, Sloth Encounters in Hawpod, was shut down temporarily back in September. I'm Bob Brown for the 77 WABC Early News. A violent smash and grab robbery in Jersey City, New Jersey. Thieves ended up making off with nearly a half a million dollars worth of jewelry in a bag containing $20,000 cash. During this, one worker was hit in the head with a gun. Surveillance video inside that store was not working, but customers on their own inside the store recorded the robbery on their cell phones. The incident reported Sunday just after 4.30 p.m. at Sarah Jewelry. That's at 787 Newark Avenue in Jersey City. Sineev Riaz, a worker at the store, told ABC7 she was assaulted during the robbery. He said, why you press the button? And then he hit me and then he pushed me back. He said... Open the safe, otherwise I shoot you. And then I suddenly I saw him, and then I saw the gun on. Authorities say five men wearing masks entered the store and proceeded to break display cases to grab the jewelry. Even as people walked by, the brazen robbers didn't show any concern and calmly left the store and got into two vehicles waiting for them outside. A one-year-old is safe and sound after a car she was inside of was stolen in the Bronx. 77 WABC's Alex Barnard has details. Cops are looking for a suspect who stole the car around 5.30 p.m. yesterday on Bronxwood Avenue in the Wakefield section. It happened after someone left their car running with the girl in the car's back seat. About a half hour later, the car and child were found a couple miles away. I'm Alex Barnard for the 77 WABC. Early news. Well, security is being stepped up in and around the campus of NYU, of course, New York University. It follows recent incidents of dorm intrusions. NYPD cruisers are stationed outside of Washington Square Park, and campus security teams are also watching the dorms. In this latest incident, a young man was ejected from the university's off-campus dorm on Lafayette Street after bolstering a turnstile checkpoint in the building's lobby. Sophomore Lizzie Montgomery spoke to ABC7. It feels like it's like a rare event to happen, but then it's happened at multiple dorms like within a short period of time. So that's just like something's weird about that. We're definitely aware of like what's been happening and just kind of like making sure that we're checking around us and always being safe. There have been 16 reported intruder incidents in November alone at the NYU campus. In the most recent incident, a female student said she was followed through the building before locking her bedroom door and calling campus security. New York City Mayor Eric Adams thinks that a recently implemented plan to address subway crime is in fact working. 77 WABC's Noam Layden reports. It was about a month ago that Mayor Adams and Governor Hochul greenlighted 1,200 officer overtime shifts on the subways every day to try and bring down crime. Mayor Adams says the blue surge is working. We're making enormous strides in keeping the subway safe. Major Felonies in subway are down 13% over the last 28 days. But felony crimes like murder and robbery are up 40% on the year through October when compared to 2021. For Early News, I'm Noam Layden.
Well, man's best friend there, but a man apparently not being the best friend of dogs. A man arrested in Queens after police found an emaciated dog as well as several puppies in the back of this guy's car. The NYPD says that 27-year-old Philadelphia resident Ravon Service ended up being charged with eight counts of torture and neglect of animals and seven counts of carrying an animal in a cruel manner. These animals were discovered after police officers pulled the suspect over for having a loud exhaust on Woodhaven Boulevard Saturday about four in the afternoon. The dogs were temporarily transported to an ASPCA partner for care. They will be transferred to another facility in the coming days. Well, hearing arguments in two cases out of New York on Monday, the U.S. Supreme Court appeared ready to make it more difficult for prosecutors to pursue political corruption cases against public figures. Both these cases arose from the administration of former New York Governor Andrew Cuomo. One involves a former top Cuomo aide, while the other stems from Cuomo's economic development plan known as the Buffalo Billion. One case involves a former aide Joe Percoco, who was convicted of soliciting a $35,000 bribe from a developer. Percoco's team argued that because he was not a formal government employee at the time and was instead working on the Cuomo campaign, the law did not apply. Several justices appeared sympathetic to that argument, questioning where the line is drawn between corruption and legal lobbying. Here's Justice Neil Gorsuch. This town is full of such persons, um, and presidents have had kitchen cabinets since the beginning of time. And those people are often taken quite seriously uh, in the halls of government. And the second case centered on the Buffalo Billion Initiative. Real estate developer Luis Simonelli is looking to overturn his conviction for trying to rig the bidding process for redevelopment contracts. Several justices questioned the mechanism by which prosecutors chose to pursue a conviction against Simelli. The world's best-selling heavy metal band of all time is finally back. 77 WABC's Alex Barnard reports. Metallica have released their first new song in six years. The single, Luxiturna, is being released in anticipation of the band's upcoming 12th album, 72 Seasons, which will be released in April 2023. In addition to the new album, the band has announced a major world tour that will begin next year and stretch into 2024. I'm Alex Barnard for the 77 WABC Early News. If you missed the top five at five and other news, be sure to check it out on our website, wabcradio.com. It's the WABC Early News on 77 WABC.